BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now. And as you know, we've discussed frequently here on the show the future of all things Trump and the law. Uh, he has multiple criminal indictments uh, outstanding uh, at this point, and it seems that some of those trials, or one or two of those trials, may actually go forward before the election. We'll talk to Julie Kelly about that in a little bit. But there is currently a trial underway in New York City. Uh, former President Trump is on trial in a $250 million lawsuit. And he has also been, this was the breaking news, I, I think that there's a, a whole segment of Democrats for whom watching Trump on trial is this this guilty pleasure. They just love the idea of him being in a courtroom and being harassed and, and having to go through all of this. Um, but he was just fined uh, $10,000, Clay, for violating by this judge, uh, Engoron, who we all know is clearly an anti-Trump fanatic. Um, this is in a civil trial, so he can't, he can't lock him up, but, well, maybe for contempt. Um, but he's already fined him $10,000, and this is because uh, the judge says that Trump referred disparagingly to a law clerk during making a statement outside the court. I think Trump is saying he was actually talking about Michael Cohen, whom I believe he's allowed, <laughs> certainly allowed to disparage Michael Cohen. He's done plenty Arguing of that. Arguing about who the insult is directed to is a very Trump dispute. It's a very Trump, into. very Trump thing. He's like, that's not who I was making fun of. I was making fun of another person. Uh, so this $250 million lawsuits underway. There, there are a few things here that I, I think are, are worth our time worth talking about on, on the civil trial front. First of all, this is all part of the same strategy as the criminal trials, which is to wear down Trump financially and just in terms of his time. Every minute that he spends on the phone with his lawyers or, you know, in meetings with his lawyers talking about this civil trial is time and money not spent running for president of the United States again. And they know that there's also the pos- So this is a process is the punishment component, Clay. There's also the uh the reality here 
that to if it is a very large settlement against Trump, you know, even for Trump, if you start to see the thing is two hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit, you start to see some big numbers that maybe come out of this. I mean, I think he lost a five million dollar lawsuit to Eugene Carroll, right? That was uh, that was the def- that was uh, heat for him defaming her and the and the rape allegation, and so he lost five million dollar judgment there. He is in a $250 million lawsuit here. I think they're trying to just drain Trump resources in every way possible. It's good politics, unfortunately, which is very sad to say, for Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, and the various uh, people involved in this in this civil trial. But also, I think it just goes to show it's yet another abuse of the law. Donald Trump is is being dragged into court to answer for defrauding banks who never claimed they were defrauded, who didn't lose anything based on absurd countervaluations of Trump assets from people that are bringing these charges that, that, that wouldn't hold up in any realistic world. I mean, I, that's, I guess that's part of why Trump is looking forward maybe to testifying. I, don't, I would assume he's looking forward to it because he's Trump on Monday because he gets to just hammer away at like, what a sham this whole thing is. Yes, and I also think it's an early preview, Buck, for what might happen in the event that we get the trial in D.C. in March of next year. I, I, I The example I keep using here, because I do think it makes, it, it registers with a lot of people, is I just think Democrats are the equivalent of the guy who gets married because he thinks it's going to solve all of his relationship issues. And then at some point there's a, there's a wedding date set and it just keeps getting closer and closer and there is no resolution going to happen other than it, the wedding date's not going away. And so I don't know if you've been paying attention. They're now d- d- discussing should they or should they not carry this live every day because the general rule in federal district court is you do not carry any camera version of the uh, uh video version of the uh of the trial and right now you're even seeing this a little bit in new york buck because the only evidence we really have of trump on the stand is the court sketches and then whatever somebody tweets out from inside of the courtroom we're gonna have to have a big discussion on this show what do we do when they're in march if they go to trial and they're trying to convict president trump of felonies and he is the Republican nominee for president of the United States, which is you, you would have to bet would be the case right now. How much of this trial would we cover if it's going on live every day while we're on the air? I don't think there would have been a trial that would receive this level of attention since OJ. And, you know, we kind of got a preview of this with Fox News, for instance, carried a lot of the Murdoch trial and they carried a lot of the Johnny Depp trial. And the ratings were fabulous for them, or they wouldn't have been carrying it. This will be off the charts in terms of the amount of interest and attention that this will receive. And so the first question that's going to have to be resolved is the one that, that they're now debating in uh, New York. What are the consequences going to be for Trump when he violates the gag order? Because he's going to do it all the time. Here is Eric Holder, former Obama administration attorney general. This is uh, cut 15 saying, look, if it were not Trump, jail would be a possibility. 
but they're not throwing Trump in jail. Play it. Would a judge actually do that, which would happen to a normal person and yeah. put somebody in jail for violating uh, an order not to uh, a, a gag order? I suspect that's not likely to happen um, with this defendant, but any other defendant would probably be facing. You don't think that she would put him in jail or that they would decide to put him in jail ultimately? I just don't think so. I mean, I, I think there are a number of things you put monetary fines on him, as the judge did in New York, perhaps restrict his ability to use truth social. You know, I don't. A number of things. I try to be as creative as possible if I were the judge, but I'd be extremely reluctant to take um, a person who's a former president, the leading candidate on um, uh, one of our major parties, and, and actually put him in jail. Clay, this is to, to the point you were making. I think that that now that Democrats are right on the edge here of seeing, they've been told that Trump is going to prison. They've been told that Trump is yes. going to be in handcuffs. They, this has been seven years in the making. Okay. This has been the belief all all along. If you're an MSNBC faithful watcher, you think Trump is going to prison. But now some of the people who actually are in the Democrat power circles, now, now some of the deciders around this, I think, are starting to recognize, what would that actually do to the country? What are the optics what? on yeah. this? How does that look in an election year? You know, I think their belief up to this point has largely been, if Trump is in handcuffs, and and humiliated independent voters, swing voters, etc., will flee from him, and therefore Joe Biden will win. I, I remember we've said that's yeah. their belief, but they may be miscalculating. I do think there are some, and I think Eric Holder is giving some voice to this, who think that may be a miscalculation. Yeah, and I I think you have to start to break this down in so many different levels. And the first is I think if you had told. Democrats, when they, when did this all start? When they raided Mar-a-Lago for the first time in, was that like August of 22 buck that That's the first right. Mar-a-Lago yeah. raid happened? Yep. Um, basically you've seen every time they've, uh, they've upped the lawfare on Trump, Republicans have tended to rally around Trump more. But what's interesting is independents haven't abandoned him and there hasn't been that similar rallying force around Joe Biden. And I think as we sit here, basically a year and a week until the 2024 elections arise, they spent $25 million in the toss-up states, the swing states, on Joe Biden advertisements. And his numbers actually went down, Buck. They have hammered Trump and I think gotten basically every benefit that they could possibly get from the lawfare that they brought to bear against Trump so far and hasn't dented him at all. And that's why I'm increasingly of the opinion, and maybe I'm going to be wrong, because certainly a lot can change, but I just don't think people are going to move off of where they are right now. Whatever you think of Trump, it's all baked in. Whatever you think of Biden, it's all baked in. What could either man do that would make you suddenly think, hey, maybe my perceptions of either of these guys is wrong. We've never really had a race like this in any of our lives where you effectively have two former presidents that everybody has seen yeah. for years, that everybody knows. I just don't think there's very many movable people, and that's starting to get, I think, the Biden people nervous because they thought no way Trump could win. I also believe that a a an unexpected component of how all of this is playing out is that not only do you have the former president leading Republican presidential contender now facing, he's in the middle of a civil trial. 
facing four felony criminal indictments in different jurisdictions. Um, but you have that going on with a Democrat president who, to anyone who is being even remotely honest, is clearly corrupt and whose family was clearly engaged in egregious influence peddling, money laundering, tax evasion, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yeah. the only question is, you know, to what extent it's provable that Joe Biden himself was connected into that versus Joe Biden was used by family members to that end. But you know what I mean? It's, it, it'd be one thing if you had a Democrat in office who no corruption to see here, you know, maybe they've covered it up really well. We have a, a clearly corrupt Joe Biden with a DOJ that is obviously going after his political opponent. You know what I mean? That, that I think makes it look even worse than it would otherwise. I think that's a big point here because what's changed since 2020? Well, the COVID craziness is gone, which certainly helped to Joe Biden. Joe Biden has gotten mentally and physically weaker, but I think the biggest change is the favorability ratings of Joe Biden have collapsed. If you compare the 2020 Trump v. Biden race to what we're potentially going to get in 2024, both of these guys have high unfavorable ratings. In 2020, Biden's favorability was far higher than Joe Biden because uh, than, than Donald Trump because, as we talked about, they were able to sell him as a likable Grandpa Joe. That doesn't exist anymore, and I think it's because of the chipping away at the Biden family's legacy of lies has now registered with a huge percentage of the American public. And that means you don't have a kind of likable guy going up against Trump who was polarizing and quite unlikable to many people. You basically have two guys that have similar levels of likability and unlikability. And that seems like a big advantage to me to Trump. Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. Choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been qualified with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings, yielding 9 to 13% annual interest for accredited investors. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today for more information. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. 
And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck, we were just talking about Biden's favorability ratings collapsing and why that could be starting to make Democrats nervous. I also think you have to talk about the, the flip side. Trump has a lot of a high level of, of lack of favorability, right? That is, there are a lot of people who do not like Donald Trump. But there are also many people who absolutely adore him. If let's take, let's take unfavorables off the board. That is, people who are dislike Biden and or dislike Trump. What do you think Trump's favorable versus Biden's favorable is? 20 to 1? 30 to 1? I don't know that anybody is actually favorable for Biden. Now, they'll vote for him, but this is, comes back to the question of, I, I don't remember ever seeing somebody walking around in a Joe Biden hat. I've never seen anybody with like a Joe Biden t-shirt. There isn't anybody who's actually, I would argue, a fan of Biden. They're an anti-fan of Trump. And I do think if Biden now has high lack of favorability too then that starts to factor in and become kind of an interesting thing to analyze as well. Well, I mean, the but the polls basically show them tied, right? I mean, Correct. you can say this poll or that poll. So whatever the, you know, you you can love Trump 10 out of 10. You only get to vote once. Well, at least that's the way it's But my go, theory right? is if you love someone, you will show up to go vote. I think not liking Trump is harder to be a motivating factor when you also don't like Biden. Yeah, but I don't think people really liked Biden in 2020. I know the, the you talk about the avuncular grandpa thing and all that, but I, nobody was like, I think oh, that, I think he, that he didn't have merch in 2020. No, either. no, but I think people didn't hate Biden or have a record of him doing an awful job. Now they do. I, I don't know. I don't know that people really hate Biden now who didn't hate him before. I, I think that people view him as kind of 
Biden's always just been around and along for the ride, you know. He's, I think th- I think there were a lot of people who bought into I'll bring back normalcy. I'll get you know everything like cuz I think there's a huge number of people that are not political and are just like, dude, just I don't want to be worried about things on a day-to-day basis. And I think they bought in and COVID helped to the idea that Biden would restore normalcy. And I think the fact that his favorability, remember, pre uh yeah. Again, it's polling, but, but pre-Afghanistan, Biden had a positive uh, rating in the United States as a whole, his favorability rating. Now he is only Jimmy Carter at this stage in his presidency is lower in favorability than Joe Biden. Is right I, I still think that there's a these things go in waves and they haven't yet the the full scale propaganda campaign for Biden 2024 has not started yet. And, you know, so whatever the numbers are now, Clay, they're going to have a, a multi-billion dollar media apparatus and social media outreach campaign and all this other stuff. That'll be a combination of, you know, Trump is evil and, you know, Biden did this good thing and that good thing. And it'll be a lot of lies, but who cares? The point is they're going to run all this stuff. And so that, I mean, to me, it's just the numbers right now. Are uh, either can't you you can't really tell anything about what the enthusiasm is because they haven't run the playbook yet. You know they they haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I get do. it. Um, my theory on it is just there aren't that many people who can be moved. No, and of so, course not. Well, that, but that's I, always I think, that's always been the case, right? Like we've always known it's only going to be five or six states that matter. So there's no right there's no there's no future in which there's like a, a you know a huge number of persuadables that are going to make a difference in all these different states there's no i, I don't think anyone believes there's a landslide in the future scenario in either direction yeah yeah in either direction i i think it's locked in to uh, kind of trench warfare uh team at my pillow has another big success on their hands it's the my towels if you need towels in your home you're going to be hard pressed to beat this price point you can get a six piece set for an introductory sale price as low as 29.98 our name's Clay and Buck are the promo code. You can get the designer premium line for just 20 bucks more, no matter what set you decide on. 50% in savings, tons of colors to choose from, and your purchase comes with a money-back guarantee to ensure you like your new towels. To get the offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, check out the My Towel six-piece towel sets, get 50% in savings. Remember, promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this special you're going to love it. Again, MyPillow.com. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code, and you're going to get an incredible offer. Six-piece towel set for just $29.98. Use our names, Clay and Buck. Joined by our friend Julie Kelly now. Check out her Substack, Declassified, with Julie Kelly and also her book on January 6th, because you want a really deep dive into everything that happened that day and the aftermath of it. Uh, Julie, appreciate you being here as always. Let's start with Judge Chutkin's latest. We were just talking at the top of the hour about a Trump gag order in the New York civil trial that he is now, according to the judge, he has violated, has a $10,000 fine and says things will get worse. There is in the D.C. criminal trial relating to election 2020 and January 6th stuff. Judge Chutkin also had a gag order, but then removed it, but then reinstated it or something. Bring us up to speed here, Julie. Right. So uh, Judge Chutkin and I have a piece up on my sub deck. I was actually in the courtroom on October 16th as she heard 
both sides debate um, was she was very harsh and critical uh, and confrontational with, of course, Trump's defense lawyer, but very accommodating to the government. So she did issue this three page, really flimsy gag order, you would think for an unprecedented ruling of this nature, that it would be really substantive and cite case law. That's not the, that's not the situation at all. So, of course, Trump's lawyers immediately filed a notice of appeal asking her to temporarily stay, which means hold her gag order. She did that. But then, at the government's behest, she lifted her temporary hold, um, citing his tweet about, or his post about Mark Meadows. You're not, he's not supposed to make any public statements about for reasonably foreseeable witnesses. So this is dozens of people that that was somehow in violation of her gag order, that there was evidence that he would not abide by even the basic contours of it. So she reinstated it where it will remain in place until uh, his appeal is heard by a three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit. So, Julie, what we've seen, and Buck and I were just talking about this from the New York City court, is they're just going to fine Trump, it appears. You know, $5,000, $10,000, and... Those are relatively minor inconveniences to Trump in some way. I mean, he can even spin it as, I'll gladly pay fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, whatever it is, to be able to say exactly what I think. Uh, we played Eric Holder as well saying, hey, I don't think you could ever put Trump in jail over contempt of court. Do you, what do you think Chuckin would do? Because if we're all fighting over oh, she's going to fine him $20,000 because he doesn't like, she doesn't like some truth social post, I think he would probably be like, yeah, you know, I'll pay, and he can appeal and see whether or not that's justified and it can go on to the court. But if it's just money, I don't feel like this battle is as significant as it would be if there was any sort of potential arrest or imprisonment for violating this. What What sense do you get about... How ballsy to use a, a, a lack of a better term, but how how risk willing to take? I think ballsy is probably the best. Judge Chuckin right. would actually be to put a former president behind bars because he violated a gag order. I mean, look, she's ballsy. She is ballsy. Um, she is highly partisan. She was appointed by Obama. I have a lengthy piece too at Real Clear Investigation. I poured through thousands of pages. I think we talked about this of court transcripts where she's made inflammatory prejudicial comments about Donald Trump and his supporters. So this case should be nowhere near Tanya Chutkin, but here we are. I think she sort of relishes the spotlight. Um, she's a former dancer. She came to the States from Jamaica to be a performer that didn't work out. Somehow she got a law degree and ended up on one of the most powerful federal courts in the country. Um, so I could easily see her sort of jumping over the fine options and doing something even like home detention, which is a consequence that they discussed in the court hearing at the government's behest. Uh, Molly Gaston, who is the assistant U.S. attorney, walked through a number of things that she could impose if Trump violated this gag order. And certainly imprisonment would be one of them if he violated it once or twice. And to your point saying, well, the fine doesn't matter. He's very wealthy. He doesn't care if he's fined 10000 or $50,000. We need to do something more severe, and that would justify something like home detention or curfew or certainly incarceration. Uh, okay. So, Sorry to cut you off, Julie. After. But if I'm advising Trump then, I am like, you want to get arrested for saying right. something in advance of this trial. 
I can't think of anything that would be better for Trump than if they said, hey, you can't leave Mar-a-Lago, that he just leaves Mar-a-Lago I mean, and dares I was going to say, he, Clay, he's, if they give him home detention, you know what he's going to do? Not detain himself at home. Right, Julie? <laughs> I mean, and then what happens? So, so that's, that's my point. I mean, I think he, I almost think, Julie, the best possible thing he could do is keep pushing this because if she arrested him before the trial even started, it helps his kangaroo court argument immensely to say, yeah, they, tried to convict me of a felony. The judge put me in jail before it even started. I think this would blow up in her face massively. I think so, too. And keep in mind, no matter how the media describes this as a narrow gag order, it is anything but. Buck and Clay, this this gag order is public statements. It's not even criticism. It's not name-calling. It's not threat-based. She is banning him from making public statements. Uh, about Jack Smith and his team, but also, as I said, what she called reasonably foreseeable witnesses. So take this as an example. You've got former Attorney General Bill Barr doing nothing but this nonstop uh, tour, the smear campaign against Donald Trump, making all these accusations about him. Yet Trump cannot respond because William Barr, the government says, could be a government witness in the trial. Now, of course, that's absurd. Bill Barr is never going to take the stand in this trial. He would never subject himself to that. He'll have all sorts of options, executive privilege, possibly 5A, a lot of options to stay off the stand. The government is not going to call one of the most hated attorney generals by Democrats to have him testify before a D.C. jury. But yet this is the sort of um, double standard that they're setting up. Bill Barr can say whatever he wants and Donald Trump can't respond. So to your point, even if he said something to contradict Bill Barr and the accusations that he's making uh, on Fox News or in these speeches that he's given, then you just make a statement. And then what is she going to do? He will help expose the folly, the absurdity, the unconstitutional nature of uh, of her gag order. So I would certainly encourage it. Julie, what do you think? I mean, because you've been following this so closely and you've been in the courtrooms and and this has been something that you've. You've been on in a way that you know very few others, if any others, uh, have been so closely attuned to. What do you think Jack Smith in the in the D.C. trial presided over by Chutkin? What is the end state that he is really going for? Is it just a conviction, and then you know he doesn't really think beyond uh, what happens there, or you know, like what does he think he can get out of all of this? I mean, I think he just wants quick convictions. I am still not 100% satisfied that he's not going to bring superseding indictment. I know you guys and I have talked about this. Yeah. Oh, but but Julia, I, I mean in terms of punishment. Like, is it just to get the conviction, yeah. and then even if there's no punishment, he doesn't really care because it's about branding Trump a felon? Or do you think that the special counsel actually wants to try to incarcerate him? No, I think Jack Smith absolutely wants to incarcerate him. Let's talk quickly about the timeline. The trial is supposed to start March 4th. They said this trial could be four to six weeks. That puts us towards the middle, perhaps end of April. He will be quickly convicted by a D.C. jury on these four really vague counts, including obstruction of an official proceeding. After a defendant is convicted, it's two to three months before they're sentenced. So then you bring the sentencing towards, what, the end of June, early July. Trump, a defendant, cannot appeal until he is sentenced. So... During that timeline, he can't really even appeal anything. Now, there might be some special considerations for him, but typically you cannot appeal until you're sentenced. 
So he wouldn't even be able to mitigate any of this legal disaster until the summertime. But absolutely, they want Trump behind bars. And so does Tanya Chutkin. She suggested it once in court to a January 6th defendant that uh, making a comment that Trump uh, is, is still a free man and not behind bars. So this is a collaborative effort. And, uh, you know, I know people don't want to think that this is really happening, but this is why her trial is taking her criminal trial is taking place first is because this will be the quickest conviction, a quicker sentencing to try to figure out how to get him in jail before the election day. Julie, you have covered January 6th, unlike almost everybody in terms of the political prosecutions that have fallen it, but followed it. What did you think of the Jabal Bowman when they finally come out with the video of him removing the signs, his excuse that he was just trying to open a door that's clearly not true? If Jamal Bowman were a Republican, based on what you saw for January 6th, what have ha- what ha- would have happened to him compared to being a Democrat? I mean, he very well <clears throat> he would have been charged with a 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding which is a very vague this post Enron law um, that more than 300 defendants, including Trump, have been charged with by this DOJ. And it's a very vague law. All it says is anyone who attempts to or does um, obstruct an official proceeding is guilty of this felony count punishable by up to 20 years in prison. So he certainly, it was clear in that video that he was trying to um, set off some alarm, whether it was the door alarms, when that didn't work, then the fire alarms. He also, so he should have been charged with obstruction of an official proceeding. Then he should have been charged with interfering with law enforcement because as the affidavit um, and other witnesses said, he was near Capitol Police as they were trying to evacuate the building. He never went to them and said, hey, by the way, I'm the one who pulled this fire alarm. Also obstruction of an in- investigation, obstructing Congress. He should have been slapped with numerous offenses, not a local misdemeanor. He wasn't even charged with a federal misdemeanor. He's charged with a local misdemeanor, slap on the wrist. He'll be able to do it again. And, you know, I just heard from so many J6ers after that whole incident. They are just infuriated because the double standard, it's almost like they shove it in their face because they know that there's nothing that can be done. The DOJ, Matthew Graves, the D.C. U.S. attorney, won't be investigating Jamal Bowman. Um, I asked them. They wouldn't confirm or deny any investigation. They won't. This will be swept under the rug and just added to the long, long list of double standard of justice for Democrats versus Republicans. Declassified on Substack is where you can uh, follow Julie Kelly's work. Julie, as always, appreciate you being here. Thanks, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I heard, by the way, Julie is also a uh, anti-Halloween person like you, Buck. Well, Julie's very smart and very wise, so I can't say this surprises me at all. I'm not anti Halloween for kids, just to be clear, all right? You know, just to, just to throw that out there. I'm going to have to show up at Clay's Halloween party next year with the best costume of anyone. That's my new When's plan. the last time you dressed up in a costume? Oh, my gosh. I, I, my 20s, probably. Okay. Maybe but you did 20s. as an adult. As a single adult, like living in D.C., because... Georgetown I, has one of the best Halloweens anywhere in the country. I mean, I wanted to see, you know, what what the ladies costumes were so yes. you gotta you gotta show up at the halloween parties to see the lady costumes in your 20s so that's how it went all right look there's no time like the present to up your game if you want more stamina stamina and energy you should include chalk's male vitality stack in your day they call it a stack because it's a supplement set 
The leading ingredient has been proven in studies to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone in a man's body. Including Chalk's male vitality stack in your routine for three months will help you experience a up to 20% increase in testosterone. If you're looking for additional energy, you'll likely find it with the help of Chalk's male vitality stack. You can find Chalk's products online at Chalk.com. That's spelled with a Q as in C-H-O-Q dot com. You can get 35% off any Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, as you make your purchase. Of course, you can cancel anytime you'd like, but once you see these benefits, you're not going to want to cancel. You're going to realize Chalk is for you. Go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com. Use my name, Buck, for a 35% savings. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show appreciate all of you hanging out with us um (laughs) photos of buck sexton allegedly dressed up in uh costumes beginning to circulate on the staff social media feeds (laughs) fake news fake news watch out for ai folks you never know what people are trying to i you know you mentioned fake news but i don't know if you paid attention to this story at all but i bet a huge majority of our Michigan listeners have. Sometimes sports stories are so crazy that I, I like, especially college football stories that I feel like they're made up for, uh, for just insanity. Michigan Buck right now is being accused. This is great for you as a CIA guy. Michigan is being accused. The University of Michigan 
is being accused of having a staffer who was secretly taping all of these different signs that are sent in for the play calls. Have you seen any of this story at all? Absolutely not. It's it's going to get even crazier. This is the CIA connection that I think... So Michigan like evidently had this covert operation where they were going to all these different schools and they were filming the signals that are sent in to the teams and deducing what those signals represented so they knew what plays the teams that they were running that they were playing against were potentially going to be running. In the last 45 minutes there is an allegation now that the head of the Michigan sign stealing operation may have managed to end up on the opposing team's sideline dressed in gear for the opposing team. Like they so he basically was like a, he, he was infiltrated. like a flag operation. <laughs> he infiltrate uh, allegations are that he may have infiltrated in the season opener for Michigan the Central Michigan sideline sideline wearing central michigan gear while being a michigan assistant coach i i just like all of this is so like this is the kind of stuff when i just i i throw my hands i say this couldn't happen in any other sport but you should look into all these like i mean this guy this connor stallions character may have a future in the cia like you should have recruited him if you were still an agent if uh if you, I mean, so if you know the other team, the play call, I assume that's, I know it's a big advantage, but is it almost like if, if you knew what play they were running, are you, are you basically going to be able to completely neutralize it? Or sometimes is it not that straightforward? Yeah. I mean, different coaches have different perspectives. The talent of the respective teams still matters, right? Like you and right. I could know at linebacker what the running back for an NFL team is going to do. And we would it's not, not be to able matter. to, it. Yeah. yeah, they would still not, we wouldn't make the play. So. But I do think over time it can be a competitive advantage because basically just everything's probability, right? Is if you have they, a little bit of an advantage. They, they do the thing. I mean, I've noticed this, you know, when I'm hanging out with my dad and my brothers who will actually watch football and I like to hang out with them. So sometimes I will watch the football <laughs> yeah. with them, you know, and I'm always like, Hey, like let's order food. Anyway, um, don't they, they put the play sheet in front of their Let's mouth cover on their the mouth. TV to cover it up? Cause I mean, if, you know, like, if you can figure out what they're going to do, that's that's all, you know, right? If, if their operational security is weak and they say something too loud or they say something on TV, yeah. that's fair game. Well, look, I mean, the NFL has, have they have microphones in the helmets. So they're just, you know, the, the quarterback can hear the play call through the helmet, you know, uh, microphone that he has. In college, they signal it in. So there's theoretically more of an advantage to be gained because you could steal a signal in college in a way that you couldn't in the pros. But this story, I guarantee everybody listening to us in, in Michigan on our new, I think, 9, 10 uh, a.m., if I'm right about that, I'll correct it if I'm wrong. I guarantee you they're obsessed with it, but this story is everywhere now. It's absolutely insane. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. 
Since then, Tunnel the Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel the Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 